Log Talk Radio. Welcome to the AHA Moments Radio Show for the inspiration, education, and celebration of enlightened living worldwide with your host, Mariana Cooper, founder of AHA Moments International and ahamomentsworld.com. Tune in for the next hour and learn to trust your AHA Moments to lead the way to live a passionate and purposeful life. And now here's your host, Mari. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the AHA Moments Radio Show for the inspiration, education, and celebration of enlightened living worldwide. I'm Mari, and happy Tuesday. We are back, and happy spring. I know it's the first day of spring, so this is a really good time to start to work with energy. Not that you haven't been already, but to put some real concerted effort into it because this is the time of year when things can really take flight and, uh, and uh, you know, you're kind of primed for success. So today's call, or today's show, I should say, is all about how energy moves and what you can do to have it go your way. And I think a lot of people, we hear, you know, it's kind of cliche, we're all made up of energy, and um, we talk about negative energy and positive energy. Um, but today I wanted to kind of talk about how it actually works in some simple ways and things that you can do to um, kind of take more what I call energetic responsibility of things. So because one way or the other, energy never slows down. It never really, I shouldn't say slows down, it never really um, stops, and it's a completely neutral substance. So you're always influencing it one way or the other. So today we're going to talk about how to influence it um, with with sort of discernment and how to influence it with responsibility and how to influence it with a sense of knowing. And uh, and that should help you to really start to shift things in your world because when you start to pay attention to frequencies and energy and, um, and just how you're moving it around with your thoughts, things can really get a lot more under control. I mean, you're never 100% in control because you always have your higher self um, and the powers of these are helping you along your way. Uh, but you can have a very strong influence and then leave the rest up to your, what Doreen Virtue likes to call heavenly helpers. So I can't take, uh, <laughs> I can't take uh, credit for that phrase, but it certainly fits for the moment. So if you'd like a lot, if you'd like to ask a question today, you can call in at 347-215-9485, and uh, we'll see if we have questions, and we'll take some towards the um, later part of the show. And uh, one, well, two announcements. Um, we have our Summit by the Sea coming up on May 19th, 20th, and 21st. It's a live event. It's a private retreat here in La Jolla. And we booked the hotel, we're all set, and we have, we're sold out with the exception of one seat. <laughs> so I'd like to have even number, um, a small intimate retreat for 10 people and me and, uh, and probably my assistant and, you know, <laughs> like that. But uh, it's going to be really, really amazing, all based on the parallel realities work that I've been teaching over the last 18 months. Um, we're going to be doing a lot of work with the energy at the at the ocean, with the combination of the ocean and the mountains here in La Jolla, and I'm going to be taking you to some really high-energy vortex areas and um, really taking all the parallel realities work and bringing it to light. So um, that is, uh, which, you know, as soon as I sell this spot, it's going to be sold out for this year. I'm not going to expand it because um, I want it to be small and intimate and very focused. We're going to do a bonfire on the beach. We're going to do all kinds of manifesting walks and a lot of multidimensional um, manifesting work and quantum physics work and all that kind of stuff. So it's going to be a lot of fun. And um, if you'd like information on that, I will send you the latest email if you did not get it. And you can send an email to me to let me know that you're interested in that last spot. And that is support at ahamomentsinc.com. Dot com. So support at AHA Moments, Inc. The next thing is that 
I'm doing a very short round of spring readings because I kind of traditionally do that. These sell out pretty fast. Um, so we have a few left. I announced them the other day by email. So if you're not on our list and you'd like to get a reading, they're $17 off for 2017. Um, and so you can also send us an email at support at ahamomentsafe.com and we'll zap the uh, latest promotional information and the links over to you so you can grab one of those spots. I think we're halfway through them. So, um, and I'll probably let that run until the end of the week so that, um, you know, and then once those spots are sold out, then we're just going to, you know, leave it until, um, I don't know, later in the year we'll do maybe do another round. But for now, there's um, there's about, I don't know, like I said, I think we're halfway out. Maybe we have five left, something like that. All right. So you can, again, send us uh, email at support at ahamomentsinc.com. All right. So that's that. And um, let's talk about this. We are all, there's this two pieces, and I say this in my books, and you've heard me say it if you've been listening to the show for any length of time. We always talk about the fact that a lot of people really think that we're a body and our body is kind of finite and we have the soul that's sort of riding around in the body. But what we really are is a big ball of energy, and there's a little body within that ball of energy that has a portion of us in it for this lifetime. So it's almost like you're driving around in a little car of a body, but you have a huge ball of energy that makes up the rest of you that's not in the car. That's navigating and helping the car move around on in this particular lifetime. So with that being said, you are energy. Your body is energy. And then you are also operating on what we call the energetic grid, or the field of energy, the field that we call it the field, the quantum field, the field of the energetic grid. Some people call it the crystal grid, the grid of light. Um, but regardless of what you call it, it's the field of energy that interconnects everything. So you, the plants, your animals, all the galaxies, star systems, all the other parallel realities, it's all kinds of um, uh, you know, I mean, we can get that, that whole conversation get, can get very advanced. But for the sake of um, simplicity and the fact that this is a, a radio show, uh, the simple version is that you're a ball of energy operating on an energetic grid that interconnects you with all the other balls of energy out there. Okay, so that's like the real simple, easy way to sort of give it some sort of linear structure so that you can sort of grasp it in your head. Okay. Um, and as you as you get more advanced and you get more curious about these things, you certainly can, you know, get more detailed information. Um, and and believe it or not, if you think it about it and say, uh, you know, that's really curious to me. I'm I'm really curious about that quantum field. Hmm, what is that? I wonder if I could learn more about that. All of a sudden, you will find. Uh, probably in the next 24 hours or so that things will be starting to come your way that either have the word quantum in it or it might have the word field in it or the, a book will come your way or you'll hear of a conversation or you'll be at the grocery store and you'll take note of a magazine that mentions it on the cover, maybe spirituality, health magazine, these types of things. And you'll start to see dots connecting in your world. Well, why is that? Because your thoughts creates form. Your thoughts are energy, okay? And so your thoughts actually are directed to the energy and the energetic grid, not only your energy, but the grid that interconnects us all. So you're made up of the same energy as everyone else, as the grid, as the trees. It's just a configuration of particles that create a tree versus a human versus a dog versus a bookcase, you know, this type of thing. And so this substance, this energetic substance that creates all things, can shift and shape into any number of things in what I call the energetic catalog. And everything that, and this is going to sound very advanced, that can be created already exists. So it's really a matter of um, even the stuff that we haven't heard of yet in this lifetime, in this earth planet, this year in this, you know, configuration of how you're experiencing your lifetime right now, it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist already. It just means that you haven't been exposed to it yet. So everything already exists in the quantum field. When you take your thought, though, 
your thought is like putting an order in the quantum field to create whatever that thought is. Whatever you're thinking of already exists. So if you're thinking of a healthier version of you, well, she already or he already exists. But when you say, I want to have a healthier version of me, the energetic particles take that command and they say, oh, okay, let's go through her catalog or his catalog and give him, yeah, there, there it is. There's a healthier version of them. Okay, let's give him that. Right? And you'll start to get what I call frequency transfer information. Now, this is all sounding very advanced, but I'm just going to go with it because guys are saying, go with it. <laughs> so we'll give you kind of a, a sort of a, a frequency uh, recipe, if you will. Oh, it'll give you a frequency download. So we'll say, okay, take this action, this action, and this action, and that will blossom you into the healthier version of you. Okay, so those are kind of like bridge activities. The action steps that you're asked to take are bridge activities from one version of you to the other version of you. Okay, so you, it's not that you're healing the version that's already in existence. What you're doing is moving on to a healed version. That's what we talk about when we talk about choosing a different parallel. But from an energetic perspective, your thought forms is what's creating, what's, what's actually commanding, rather, the energy to choose another page in the catalog of possibilities that are already in existence. And if it doesn't seem like it's in existence to you now, it's not that it isn't, it's that uh, you're just not aware of it. So what happens when you have a new idea? Something that seems like you've never thought of it before, you know, it seems completely original, you come up with a new invention. Does that already exist somewhere? Well, actually it does. And your mental mind, your physical body, your physical mind, like your basic 3D world mind, doesn't really ever come up with a new idea. Those ideas are downloaded into your mind from your bigger, higher version of yourself. So it's an energetic transfer. It's saying your higher self is saying, okay, while you're in that little car driving down, you know, that highway over there, there's another highway. You may not be, know it exists, but here, I'm going to drop this thought form into your consciousness so that you can perceive it and introduce you to another way of being, another way of driving, another place to go, another alternative. And so your higher self, the part of you that's not in the body, is always sending signals to you within your conscious waking state to help you navigate your way. All of this is energetic transfer, okay? So think about it. You have energy going on all the time, Um, very similar to radio waves and TV waves that are in the air, right? If you don't have radio on, it doesn't mean that the waves aren't there. It just means that you don't have the apparatus to tune into those waves and to receive that information, right? So you don't. But there's you know, thousands of stations, thousands of frequencies going on in your homes, in your car, in wherever you're walking right now, there's thousands of frequencies that are accessible if you have the right equipment. And one of those sets of frequencies is that of your higher self. So if you have the right equipment to, to check in with your higher self and you have the right equipment and you actually use it, to connect in with that merge, higher, greater, more expanded version of you that's navigating on the outside of your body, and then you take action in, you know, your current waking state, what you start to create is a wonderful world for yourself, right? You start to create, or, or not, I mean, sometimes you're so focused on negative things and protecting ourselves and being mean and, you know, <laughs> sarcastic or you know, uh, biting or whatever it is that you kind of choose negative thought forms, right, a lot, and then you have sort of negative readouts. But if you do this in a way that with some deliberate uh, positive intention, you can really, really influence a lot of what's going on in your world. Now, um, that being said, the I think one of the big points to, to uh, get straight for people is that, and I hear this a lot, you know, when somebody's day is going bad, you hear, oh, I was zapped by somebody's negative energy. Oh, it's them. Oh, it's their negative energy. Okay. (laughs) However, um, there's a few things that 
can be going on there, okay? So all energy is neutral until you assign meaning to it. It's like tofu. You have to flavor it for it to have a taste, right? So if, for instance, if somebody passes away, most of us would say, oh, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, I'm so sorry that this person, you know, your world passed away. However, when you get to that funeral director and they're behind in their rent <laughs> and they have a kid to put through college, that death is a, is, is, is a joy for them because it has a different meaning because death for them helps them to eat, right? That's their business. So that occurrence of the death of your loved one is actually, I mean, obviously they don't want anyone to feel bad about, you know, losing a loved one that's not that intentional, but it is um, transactional for them, you know. It's neutral, okay, and depending on how you relate to whatever that is, you are assigning energy and thought and meaning to it. You are flavoring it. You know, sometimes if someone's really, really old and they've been through a horrible illness and it's been a really long time and they suffered, that when they finally pass, there's a sense of high level of relief and you have this celebration of life ceremony, right? You know, I mean, obviously very different than if you have a small child who had cancer and they die at three years old. I mean, that's, you know, heart-wrenching. And, and, and most of us perceive it as heart-wrenching. Um, and, and, you know, but everything has a... Uh, you know, we we assign meaning to all of it. And even then, you know, you see these incredible stories of parents who've lost children, and I've seen some that say, you know, my little baby had three years on this planet, and I was blessed to have those three years, and the suffering was heart-wrenching, and I'm glad this child isn't suffering anymore. And so there's a freedom, right? It's a, a freeing of that child from that body that just wasn't operational in this lifetime, and they have a way of, you know, metabolizing that, right? So, But why can they metabolize? Because they're directing their thoughts. Your thoughts, we hear there's a, some of the more esoteric teachings, they talk about thoughts, thought forms. So thought form, okay? A thought form is a thought that you're directing into form. So it means that, what it really means that it stems from the fact that your thought creates. What does your thought really do? It commands the energy to particleize, to take on a certain frequency and a certain uh, configuration to create whatever your focused thought is. So every thought that you hold up, every thought, if you think about it, is a picture that you hold up to this energetic grid. And that energetic grid goes immediately into mapping to whatever that picture is that you desire. So let's say you want a new Shih Tzu puppy. I happen to be watching one run outside my window here. Right? Let's say you want a new Shih Tzu puppy, little black and white puppy. And you start thinking about this puppy. You start thinking about this puppy. You start thinking about this puppy. And you, hold, you literally start to hold that picture up to the grid. And all of a sudden what you will find is that everywhere you go, you start seeing Shih Tzu puppies. That doesn't mean that you're going to get one because you haven't put that into necessarily, if it, you know, it may not be the time for you to get one. It may not be that you have the money to get one, you know, all these different things. Um, it, you, you know, you don't have the right housing situation to get one. But because you had a visceral experience of, wow, look at that Shih Tzu puppy, I really, gosh, and you had an emotional set of thought forms, the grid immediately starts to match that. Now, how much engine you put behind that thought form is what will start to influence how that configures and how it actually plays out in your world. If the energy is just marginal, like, oh, look at that sweet little puppy. Oh, gosh, I've left that one of those shit puppies. You might see four or five in the next week until you take your focus off of it, and you know, then you know, they're not registering anymore. However, if you're like I was, um, I'm going to switch animals here. I was like this with my Siamese kitten, Paris. My sister got a kitten. The little Siamese had these beautiful lavender eyes, blue eyes. I guess she had Lily and 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 little tiny thing. And I saw this picture because they sent me a picture of her. And I said, Oh, I have to have that. I said, and I even called my niece and nephew. And said, Will you give me that kitten? I know that kitten's for me. I know that kitten's for me. I felt like I had a past life with this kitten. I, this kitten had to be my kitten. I just knew. and. I 
already had two cats. I didn't need a cat. <laughs> I was, you know, uh, I was already pushing it with the two I had. But I went on a crusade, and I remember going on Pinterest, and I was obsessing on finding these kittens. I'd never paid attention to them before, but this kitten just had, there was something about this kitten that just grabbed me. So my sister told her husband how crazy I was over their kitten, and he happened to be a property manager at an apartment building and um, in New York City, and there was an eviction. And so Lily had a brother, and um and they had given the brother to another guy. But the guy was going to leave the brother in the basement of this building for a few days or a weekend or something because he had to figure out how to take it home or whatever. And I made such a spot over Lily that Ken went and convinced the guy to give him the kitten back. And then I got this call that they had gotten me this kitten. Well, that's the physical play out of it. However the time I was going crazy over Lily to the time I actually got the kitten. And while I was going crazy over Lily, I went, I remember very distinctly going on Pinterest, getting all, setting up this little Pinterest board of kittens and getting all these pictures of Siamese kittens and reading up about them and all this. And it was so, so what I was doing, and I didn't, I wouldn't have articulated it like that at the time. But what I was doing is I was holding up a very clear picture to the grid. And it was more than a transient picture. Okay. It was more than a transient picture. It was a very strong picture with a lot of emotion behind it. It was like a past life connection. Like I knew they call these animals, and you know this animal was your, like almost like your soulmate animal. They're called the familiar, right? And you'll, you know their spirit. You know their essence when you see them, and you know it's like it's something that you can't even really describe. It's like you're just like I have to, I, I have to, this, is, this, this being is meant to be with me. And so I kept holding that up to the grid, and there was so much emotion and so much swirl around it that it very quickly, and there was also no dissension. I was not saying, well, I shouldn't know. There was no waffling. It was a very clear laser. I got to have this kid, and I got to have this kid. And, the, and, 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 um, and so, you know, two weeks later, they call me up and say, come, you know, come to Long Island and get this kid. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Now, at which point I did say, oh, God, oh, God, should I, shouldn't I, you know. And uh, I took the cat carrier and I just, you know, drawn on out there and I got I got Paris. Um, who has, is very much like, you know, you talk about soulmates, you don't get me started on Paris. But the point is that the energetic grid matched my intensity. And because there was no back and forth waffling, and negative energy, like m- being my own, right? I didn't put out any no and yes and no and confusion. It came into complete form in a very short period of time, okay? And it was for the highest good of all, okay? Now, was the idea to get a Siamese kitten my mental mind's idea, or was it my higher self? dropping into my consciousness this, there's one for you. Because when I, you know, you could say, oh, well, my sister had gotten plenty of animals because Ken works in that building and he's always bringing home another dog or cat and he's got all kinds of animals from this place, right? I never had that kind of response. Why did I have that kind of response when I saw that particular animal and not have that for all the other ones? Because my higher self could see on the horizon this familiar, this cat, and you are soulmate species, you know, soulmates. This kitten is supposed to be with you. And so my higher self dropped the idea into my physical mind. But then I had to say yes. You use your free will to say yes. And that's what holds the picture up to the quantum field. So your higher self and your physical self are in uh, coordinating with each other. They're in agreement with each other. And that's being held up to the grid. So it comes in very fast because you're holding up a consistent picture to the grid. The frequencies can align, and the frequencies can turn, go in from energy into form, and all of the action steps, and I was following the steps, and they said, come get the kitten. I got in the car and went and got the kitten. I didn't say, oh, well, you know, give the kitten to someone else. I completed the entire transaction with the 
energetic field, right? Now, uh, if you waffle back and forth, doubt, unworthiness, unforgiveness, let's say it was a job, right? Let's say instead of the kitten, it was a job. Let's say you want a job. You say, okay, I'm going to hold up this picture of the kind of job we want to the grid. Start to go through various online job banks and talking to people and writing a resume and all that. And you say, but I, you know, I want to make this much money. I want to make eighty thousand dollars, and I, you know, I'm holding on. I want to do this kind of project management job, and I want, you know, this industry. And you start holding that up to the grid. But you've never made eighty thousand dollars before. Uh, you've never. You know, maybe that job is, you know, it would be a step up for you. You haven't done the actual job yet, but you've done stuff that could qualify you for it to some extent. If you hold up that picture to the grid and you're listening to your higher self, you get this idea, this, quote, inspiration, right, which is an inspiration is, is an insight from spirit in action, okay? So you get this inspiration from your higher self. Go for a job that's $80,000 this time. Go for that bigger position. Go for it. So that's why you have the desires, because that higher self is implanting that desire. And you follow that, and you start to take the action steps. It'll come into being if you hold steady. But in most cases, what happens is people get this inspired idea, and then they talk to somebody else, and that person says, oh, are you kidding me? Nobody ever gets paid that. I don't think that's unrealistic. And then you have doubt. And then that doubt, what does that doubt do? It changes the picture you're holding up to the grid. Now, the grid is still configuring. It is. It's configuring to match whatever your thought forms are, your dominant thought forms with the highest amount of emotion. Okay? This is how you're influencing energy. Configuring. Your doubts are configuring. Whatever the strongest thought is, if it's, I can do this, I desire this, I feel it, I don't know how I'm going to do it. Because there's two different ways, right? There's the, it's the same job, same job description that you desire. There's one version of you that says, I don't know how, but gosh, oh, man, I feel, I feel it. I feel it in every piece of my body. I know I could get that kind of job. I know it. I don't know how I'm going to get it, but I'm open. I'm going to be, I'm open to hear whatever anybody has to tell me about this, and I'm going to research it, and I just feel it. It's coming to me, and it's coming now. Okay? That's one kind of energy that's being held up to the grid. The other version is, ah, this is a long shot. Man, I wish I could have that. And then you go in from a yearning and a longing place. Or, oh, you know, nobody else ever gets that. I have a friend who will do nothing unless she sees statistics and reviews that a zillion people have done it before her. She will not take anything as a new idea uh, unless and, and take action on it unless she has proof that 10 other, 30 other, 100 other people have done it. You know, and everything has to be reviewed and everything, she has to go off of everybody else's thoughts before she'll go and stand in agreement with an idea, right? And then if everybody's done it, then she'll also, like, kill herself and say, oh, well, everybody's already done it. Oh, I need to do it. So it's kind of like this straight jacket, right? You can't get forward. That's a choice, too. And guess what? When you hold that kind of confusion up to the grid, the grid obliges. The energy obliges, and it matches that confusion. I call it um, getting stuck in a purgatory parallel. That's a whole other course, but you, you put yourself in your own purgatory because you have your own indecision and your own painting yourself into a corner with your own thought forms. So when people say, oh, that person put bad energy on me, <laughs> they might have, you know, negative thought forms towards you, but you don't have to take it as that. You could say, oh, wow, look at them having a bad day. You don't have to receive that. You know, or you could say, oh, my God, they're crippling me. If it wasn't for them, I'd be able to get everything done. Oh, you know, oh, and 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 so you have that, right? There's that, <laughs> as we like to say. So as you're going forward and start to play with these ideas, and I, I highly suggest that you do because guess what? Whether you are thinking about this consciously or not, it's how things work. So that's why you'll have some days where, you're like, oh, wow, things are really flowing. Why? Because you held up flowy energy towards the grid all day long, you know, or at least for, you know, a good chunk of thought. Is that there's a ratio. I've talked about this on um, in classes before. 
Um, I've heard this many times over the last several decades, and it is the ratio is they say there's 17 seconds of energetic thought, energetic, you know, focus is equivalent to two full hours of physical work. So by just focusing on this for 17 seconds, oh, if you do it for a few minutes, okay, it's worth 17 seconds is equal to two hours of physical work. So doesn't it make sense that it, it would be really cool for you to take, you know, 20 minutes a day, 10 minutes a day, you know, people say, oh, you only need a minute. Oh, you only need five minutes. Well, yeah, but you know what? Uh, something for five minutes and then um, the other 24 hours, <laughs> 23 hours and 55 minutes of the day, you're being negative and crazy. Um, yeah, it's probably, you know, you're sending negative negative crazy energy. Uh, that energetic focus, that counts as 17 seconds too. So you're like doing you know, something that's going to take like hundreds of hours of physical work to undo, right? So you might want to do a little bit longer than five minutes. You know, don't believe all the little magazines that give you all these little, oh, how to change your whole world in just two minutes a day. It's ridiculous. You know, we, as a writer, I've been told, you know, by magazines that's the kind of thing they want for me, you know, to write these little, you know, life hack things. and so. But I've found the people, I've watched my practice over the last many years, and especially in the last year and a half. And I can say that the people who have invested and work with me one-on-one, week to week to week, are doing way better than the people who've dabbled and gotten a reading here and a this there and a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And, you know, it, 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 it just – because they're not doing the work in between. So you slow yourself down. You get yourself confused. You look for the next magic bullet. You, you know, you get this little free thing. You do that little – uh, thing there, dibble and dabble and this, and then, oh, it doesn't work, oh, it doesn't work. No, it's that you're not being consistent and what you are being, you're not being consistent with the positive stuff, with the with this, the full curriculum, what you're being consistent with is your confusion <laughs> and you're being consistent with kind of living, kind of victimized in the sense of, and I use victim in a big, that's a big word for this, but it's kind of like, you know, you're just letting the, the your, yourself sort of drift, right, there's no direction. Energy requires that you choose, okay? And if you don't choose, that's still choosing. You're just choosing confusion, right? So when you choose, now choosing is different than controlling. Choosing is different than controlling. So what I'm saying is some people say, oh, well, I chose that house, and here was the address, and I had it on my vision board, and I didn't get it, and it's sold to somebody else. So how is that choosing really real? Well, it is real. It's not a matter of controlling. What you're better off doing is saying, give me the house that I have the most magical, can have the most magical and joyful experience in, and that I can forward totally configure this for me and then hold that up to the grid it may be that address that you picked it may not that address that you picked there might be a pipe that's about to burst or some kind of explosion or a plane is going to crash into it in five years and kill you and your kids you know what i mean like you don't know if something is being pulled out of your your way why and i've seen people on my client base and they get so gripped on one thing and i found and this is over you know Thousands of clients now, and, and hundreds have gone through this whole parallel work with me in the last 18 months when I started teaching this. I can tell you that when you get a little bit more open-ended and you allow some breathing room to your desires, I'm not saying don't go house shopping and don't, you know, have your ideas of what it is you truly desire, but then you, and you get very clean and clear and all that kind of stuff. Has to have this, has to have you know, all that. Yeah, write your list. Do, you can do this for relationships, everything. But then you have to toss it into the pot. And you can't tell each molecule of boiling water what to do to each molecule of pasta as it cooks. You throw the pasta into the pot, yes. You throw the water into the pot, yes. You throw the olive oil and the salt into the pot, yes. You turn on the flame, yes. Right? And you have a vision of you're going to have spaghetti and meat sauce when you're done. Yeah. So you have a vision. 
But can you go in and say, okay, molecular structure of the, that boiling molecule of water, I want you to, in, to take that little molecular structure of that pasta, and I want you to do whatever, you know, twist it and turn it and heat it up so that it tastes like that. You can't. you got to let the pot have its way, right, and the pot and the water and the whole thing. So that's the same thing with holding this stuff up to the grid. There are pieces that you're not controlling. You're choosing. And then the configuration and the how is the energy having its way because the energy and the frequency does its job. That's where people get in. And if you're having issues with, oh, it's not coming fast enough, because you're probably choking it to death with trying to control it and insisting that it comes in a specific way. One of the things that I, um, and this is a very advanced, I only work with, you know, talk to this, but it's my most advanced coaching clients this week because it was part of my own channeling for my own personal self, but I will share it with you because I think it's really important and it's just a really powerful thought. Uh, you don't want to dibble and dabble in nonlinear practices unless you're going to go all the way through with it. So what do I mean by nonlinear practices? Law of attraction, vision boards, you know, creating th- you know, your reality through thoughts and energy and all this kind of stuff. If you ask for something in a nonlinear way, like, what we're talking about now. This is non-linear, okay? It's not your normal, okay, let's see. I would like to accomplish this. Let me make a list. Okay, let me do the task to this thing. Okay, now I finish this task in this amount of time. Okay, this will be my outcome because I've controlled my whole day. I've done things. That's non-linear thinking. That's linear, okay? That really invites almost zero expanded possibilities to that because you're so busy controlling piece by piece by That's goal setting. Okay. It has its um, purpose, but it's not expansive. It keeps it has it's very mired in limitation. When you're dealing with nonlinear practices, though, you kind of offer the universe the opportunity to participate in the full extent of what it can do, which means that you get uh, that infinite possibility space permission to participate in your world. You have to get out of the way. Okay? You can't be in the way and be out of the way at the same time. <laughs> it doesn't work. Okay, So what you need to do is if you're going to ask for something in a nonlinear way, let's say you're going to say, okay, I want to get uh, a new house, and I don't have a corporate job. I don't know where the money's going to come from, but I want a new house. So I'm going to start to work on this as a nonlinear manifesting project, meaning I, I don't know how I, – I'm not going to go through the traditional, you know – have a job, save up money to pay a check, put it in a mutual fund, get the dividends, you know, borrow from my 401k, qualify for a mortgage, get to point, all of that, right? I'm going to go a different way. I don't know how, but I want to go from point A, not having the house, to point B, having point Z, having the house. What happens in between point A and Z is up to the universe. Okay, I'll follow whatever signs it needs me to, you know, action steps it needs me to take but I'm approaching this from a nonlinear direction, then you have to be willing to also receive it in a nonlinear way. And this is where people get stuck because they do all this visioning stuff and all the same, you know, uh, uh, law of attraction, whatever, parallel realities, whatever. They don't recognize I'm asking nonlinear, so it's going to show up in unusual ways. I'm asking in an unusual way unhyphened, usual, not normal, not usual, okay? I'm going to ask for it in a nonlinear way, so I'm going to receive it more than likely in a nonlinear way. And then there's a third part to that, and that is when you look at it, look back at the whole process, and you start judging it, and I, I prefer to use the word evaluate it, is it happening? Is it not happening? Da, 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 da. Oh, it's normally should take this amount of time, oh, but it's not taking that amount of time. When if, if you're judging it, you have to judge it from a nonlinear way as well. You can't throw yourself under the bus and all of a sudden start saying, oh, well, guys, you're doing this nonlinear, and oh, uh, and, and the, you took some of these action steps, and those weren't linear either. But you know, normally, if you're going to get a house, it should only take this long. It shouldn't take this time. Well, what are you judging against? You're in a whole new world. 
And guess what? Most of the time, it'll come in faster if you're 100% straight up on the grid, right? If you're 100% focused and you're 100% all in, I'm not saying obsessive. I'm saying you're all in. It's going to come more than likely faster than it would traditionally. The reason why you get slowed down is because one of those things is off. Either you're judging it from a linear perspective, so then you're casting doubt, or you're not willing to receive it in a nonlinear way. Somebody says, you know what, I'm going away for five years, and I need somebody to buy this. To, to, to I don't need to sell the house because I want to keep it as an asset, but I need somebody to live here, and, um, you know, you can carry the utilities, the place is yours. And it's exactly what you had written down on your vision board. But if you're not willing to receive that, you know, well, no, I only wanted it, you know, I want to hold the deed. Okay. You're getting the opportunity to live that way. And it may be temporary for a reason. Maybe that halfway through you get married and the guy buys you a house better than the one you're sitting in. You don't have any idea. But if you're willing to receive it in a nonlinear way, you say, oh, give me the keys. How much does your dog eat a day? How much do the plants need to be watered? Have a great time in, you know, Brazil or wherever you're going. Be willing to receive in a nonlinear way. And then when you look at it and you're sitting in, the, in front of the fireplace while those people are in Brazil and you're feeding the little dog and the whole thing, you say, well, you know, it's not really mine, so I don't know if this really counts because, you know, if it really counted, I'd have a deed and I'd have a this and I'd have a that. Yeah, well, if it really counted, you'd be paying the taxes and you'd be paying the water bill and the sewer bill and the insurance and the, and the, the mellow roof fees and the gated community fees and all these fees. How are you judging this thing? So you have to be willing, if you're going to go down these nonlinear paths, and this is what I see a lot of clients do, they want to play in the idea, but they don't want to do the work all the way through. And the work is not a matter of ratcheting, doing, you know, grizzly kind of, you know, grit work. Most of the time, nonlinearity takes you to a lot shorter steps. It requires more courage because, it's not what you would normally expect, right? So if you're asking nonlinear, you have to be willing to receive nonlinear, and then you have to be willing to judge it from a nonlinear perspective. And one of the hardest things about that is when you try to talk to other people who don't think that way, that they start ripping it to shreds or start trying to hold you up to linear standards that don't really count in your world because you're not operating from that place. Okay, and these, all of this is energy. So here's what happens. If you're doing this, you know, work, and you keep your energy flowing and you stay connected to your higher self and you surround yourself with like-minded people, the ones coming to my retreat, (laughs) you surround yourself with like-minded people, what you will see is that the entire capsule, the whole package holds up to that grid, and the grid matches it beautifully. If, however, you jostle back and forth between linear and nonlinear, linear and you will get those kind of results. Why? Because you are flavoring the energy. That's how energy moves. It moves in response to you. And when you turn off this podcast or listening to the show, consciously or not, how it works. You might as well <laughs> sort of focus in the ways you want to go, right? As opposed to trying to retrofit this into logic. It's not logical. Energy isn't logical. And the world isn't really even logical. Logic, I think, is logic is really uh, a tool, a cool way to organize the inspired thoughts and actions that you've gotten into a way that you can operationalize in a physical plane, right? But when people eliminate all things energetic and only use logic and let logic be their, quote, you know, God, that's when they get into trouble. So all that being said, I'm going to open up for some questions. If you'd like to to ask a question, you can call in at 347-215-9485.
And I think we have someone waiting on the line. I think Marilyn in Colorado, if you're still there. Yeah. Hi. Hi. So how are you? Has to do, I, I'm good, thanks. This is a great topic and one I'm really interested in. And so my question has to do good. with timing and expectations. So I've been, you know, for the past six months really trying to, you know, focus my energy on a job that is fun and enjoyable and trying not to get too bogged down in all the specifics, but something that, you know, would really be me. And and two jobs showed up that were not me at all. They were kind of sad. And um, I had to, like, withdraw my candidacy from them. And so I said, oh, my gosh, I still must have some of this energy or else the timing is wrong or so I'm trying to cl- ha- understand how to clarify the timing and the expectation and the clarity. <laughs> All those pe- can you help me with well, that? Well, you never clarify. You, yeah, sure. You never clarify okay. timing because um, if you could do that, we'd all be gazillionaires. I, <laughs> it's just divine <laughs> timing is divine timing. It's fascinating how it works. Um, I think that, and, and this is what I'm getting from your, just from your energy, it yeah. feels like as much as you think you're trying not to control it, you're still trying to control it in covert ways. Um, oh. And a lot of that is anxiety around being stuck in something you don't want to do again. So oh. you want to get it right. right? Yeah, so that's true. Even though you're not, you're not, you're trying your hardest not to be controlling, you have a lot of caveats of how it needs to show up and look for it to be acceptable to come for you to, like, step forward in it. What I mm-hmm. have found is that often the thing that we really want is one door behind what shows up. So um, I remember when I was going to start dancing and I, you know, I had this idea of the kind of guy I wanted to dance with, you know, this competitive Latin dance, blah, blah, blah. And I said to my friend, I want to start dancing. I just want to take one lesson. You know, I just want to feel good. I just want to. And she says, oh, I've got somebody for you. And she gave me the name of this guy. And he did not do the discipline that I wanted to do. But I Mm -hmm. said, well, and she called him up and he said, oh, I'll give her two lessons for, you know, 40 bucks, you know, just as an introductory thing. And I'm like, he wasn't the profile. He wasn't the right height, you know, all these things. But I said, you know what? I just want to get, I don't care. I'm going through the door. I'm going through the door. When I got on the floor mm-hmm. with him, the amazing, most perfect guy was behind him teaching on the other side of the room. <laughs> I would have never seen that guy if I hadn't been willing to dance with the first one. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it came in yeah. in such a way that then when the, the universe gave me an offer I couldn't refuse. 40 bucks, two less, two hour lessons. These lessons are a fortune. You know what I mean? They can, they can be a fortune with different people, yeah. you know? So what I'm saying is, and then, and the other one noticed me and he said, Oh, you should be dancing with he, not him. <laughs> you know, this kind of thing. You know, <laughs> it ended up, you know, many years ago, it ended up that that ended up being the person I started competing with that second guy. But so he was a side door. Like the first one was just kind of a, just to get you in the arena. Right. Yeah. So I'm yeah. not saying take a job that you don't like, but I do think, that if you get too stringent, again, you're trying to look, like I talked about, we talked about nonlinear asking, nonlinear, yeah. you know, judgment of it, and yeah. letting it come in in a nonlinear way. I think you're asking nonlinear, but you're expecting a very linear process for it to show up. Uh-huh. And that you have okay. to have a specific kind of, you know, knowing, feeling, epiphany, oh, you know, the thing is, there it is, you know, and then you're happily ever after Ah, it doesn't really work like that. Yeah, no. I see what you're saying. I see what you you're see saying. What I mean? So it's just some nuances that I think, so you're not off. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. just that you're slowing it down because you're scared of it not mm-hmm. coming in the right way. And yeah. then that could lead you into it, being trapped and dependent, codependent on a on a salary that you're getting through bludgeoning yourself and you've been there, done that, and you don't want to do it again, and no, I'm going to do it different this time, and I, it's got to be me, and it's got to be me, and it's got to be me, and it's like, okay, well, let's just let it continue to simmer over here because <laughs> if she wants it that way, you're not asking in a linear way. 
but you're asking to receive it in a linear way because that's what you trust. Right. Wow. It makes me think I still have a lot of work to do here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but okay. this is kind of, you, you, don't put yourself down for that because um, one of the things that spirit does, that universal energy does, is it, it drops in new information all the time. That's why I tell people, you know, just because you studied with me three years ago doesn't mean you got it because the grid changes. They drop down mm-hmm. new capacities that give us access to more of ourselves, right, to more things that were hidden before because the, the energy wasn't here to support it. There's all sorts of reasons. Energy and information and these practices evolve. You've evolved. Yeah. So don't put yourself yeah. down for, you know, I've had, I've had clients say, I knew this six years ago. I don't know why I'm not getting it. You're not getting it because the grid wasn't there to support it. It's a totally different thing than you were doing six years ago. Mm. Right? So right. so it's like you can't beat yourself up. You know, people, they, they read The Secret and they watched The Secret, you know, in 2007. Well, it's 10 years. That's 10 yeah. years old. Right. You know how much energy has moved, how much stuff has been downloaded, how many, you know, how many systems have completely changed in 10 years on the energetic field? Are you kidding me? Of course it's mm-hmm. not going to work. Wow, it's yeah. work a little Thank- bit. But you have to continuously, it's just like you're going to continuously keep up with nutrition. Are you going to, you know, 40 years ago, everybody was talking about eating saccharin and, and sweet and low. Right. Well, yeah, people lost weight, but that was all that was available. They weren't into agave and stevia yet. Right. Right? You wouldn't, yeah. you wouldn't frame your diet today on the nutritional standards of 1962. No. <laughs> no so why right. would you frame your energetic practices that way? Yeah, now that makes sense, and I appreciate that. That also my rigidity, you know, I, I can just sense that I need to kind of like lighten up a little bit, loosen up, you know, maybe have a little bit more freedom. Um, it's easy to said. have freedom when you're more educated. Get more mm-hmm. education because part of you is feeling unsafe because you don't know how. Yeah. Always remember that. If you're really feeling like rigid and unsafe, ask yourself, mm-hmm. and I do this for myself, Am I confused because I, I'm, you know, being a bad energetic student, or am I confused because I don't know how to do this? I don't yeah. have enough information to be able to feel safe. Right. 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 Yeah. And then you go back yeah. to your past, and then you start to judge against your past, which is also like, you know, might as well just slice yourself because <laughs> your past <laughs> you can't you can't match the frequency of the past. People say, oh, well, it was before. I did this five years ago. Okay, let me try this again. Let me see the vision board. Oh, I still have mm-hmm. instruction paper left from then. Let's try again. No. Yeah. You can't. Oh, I just want to go like I used to be. You can never match. Frequency never stops moving. Right. Right. Okay. So I hope yeah. this has been helpful. I, I think you're on the right track um, for sure. And just, just. Ask, I think in your prayer work and your manifesting work and, your, you know, your quiet time, Yeah. just say, what do I need to know most right now that if I knew it would change everything? Hmm. Okay. I like that. That's a much more expanded breathing question mm-hmm. than this rigidity. How do I get it right? Yeah. How do I get it right is like a croquet ball or a golf ball with hard sides. Mm-hmm. What do I need to know most right now that if I knew would change everything, it, you you get a heartbeat. You get something that's yeah. breathing. You got it? Yeah. Does that make sense? I do, Mari. Thank you so much. So helpful. You are so welcome. Okay. Well, have a great day and keep, keep at it. Keep me posted on how things go for you. Okay. So um, I don't think we have any more questions tonight. So let me just um, – if there's anything else in my notes that I forgot to tell you. Oh, one more thing. Let me just give you this one more tip, and then we'll wrap the show for tonight. And that is um, one of the things that can really help. Marilyn had a good point and in, in, in that, you know, she's, she's given everything she had. I could feel it. You know, you feel the angst and the anxiety because of the timing. One of the reasons why timing is also off is because you're missing messages. And if you're not intuitively fluent, fluent in the language of your intuition, it can slow this process from the process from 
thought to form way down because you're not you're getting messages all the time, 24/7. You're getting them in your dreams. You're getting them throughout the day. You're getting the signs and symbols and synchronicities. You're getting actual downloads of information that's full-on contextual thoughts. All of that's happening all day long. But if you don't know how to interpret that, if you're not fluent in the language of your energetic communication system and the language of your intuition, what you're doing is you're you're going on bits and pieces that you might perceive and comprehend. It's like going to, you know, Japan and understanding hello and thank you and where's that from? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you can't like go and negotiate a contract or listen to a poem or, you know, watch a lecture in Japanese and get any of it, right? Because you don't know the language. So I highly suggest that as you're doing these types of practices and as you're, you know, putting some of this uh, into work, you know, into practice for yourself in your in your own life, um, you're welcome to join us for classes and private sessions and all that with me. But uh, my book, The AHA Factor, goes tremendously into in great depth how to step-by-step uh get fluent in the language of your energetic communication system, which covers everything I was just talking about. Uh, You can get that on Amazon or Barnes & Noble or any of the major bookstores or online stores. And practice, practice uh, these tools. Because as you do, as you get more intuitively fluent, you will get downloads. When I get confused, I just go into my journal and I start channeling. Now, when I say, oh, well, what do you guys want to teach on the show tonight? I didn't do a show for three weeks. Why? Because they didn't give me a download. Not because I didn't feel like it, because I just didn't get a clear, go say this. And then this week, I got it. They said this, and they gave me the title. Okay, and I channeled it out, and here we are. Okay? I don't have 30 pages of notes in front of me. I have one page with, you know, a couple of bullet points. So, because it's all coming down as they want it to come through. Right? But I'm fluent in these languages. So, I don't have to overwork, right? So as you, what you want to be in addition to energetically educated is you want to be energetically efficient. So don't dabble. Either do it or don't do it. Dabble, you're going to get yourself into a mess because you raise your frequency and then you get back to negativity and now your negativity is bouncing off of a much higher frequency and it's amplifying in your life which is why a lot of workers, light workers get into trouble because they dibble, they dabble, one day they're on it, the next day they're not. They raise their frequency really high, they go to the yoga retreat, then they come back and they're negative as they were before they left, and then they don't understand all the holy hell is breaking loose is because you amp up your frequency, amp up your power, and then you start throwing negative stuff into it. You're creating explosions. So either you're going to do it or you don't do it, and you want to be as efficient as you can energetically. Okay, And efficiency comes from fluency. If you don't know how to do something, figure it out. Go hire somebody, read a book, get more help and education so that you feel safe in moving forward, okay? And get fluent in the language of your intuition so that you can be efficient because there's always, your higher self is always talking back. It's always speaking to you. It's always dropping in new ideas, okay? So I hope that's helped. That's a great powerful, <laughs> roll on with it kind of message from the, from the guides and the powers that be for spring. And we will see you back here, same time, same place next week. They're already telling me, yes, we are doing a show next week, so I'm saying it, so I guess we're doing it. And I will end with my motto, which is, you truly can have exactly what you want. You absolutely deserve it too. And in this new energy, anything is possible. Take care, everybody. Have a great night.